This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Let's go to the Solicitor General there. That is uh, Mr. Ronald uh, Pandelani. Good evening and welcome. I am down, Banjana. If you kill, if you kill, I want to mingle with him, Banjana. Why, and, and, and you were giving an update today around uh, matters related to litigation on the Marikana related matters. Uh, maybe just the key takeaways and the highlights from what you were sharing with the public. Yeah, um, I think the, the critical issue um, is that we are going on a vicious cycle. Um, when, you know, uh, these matters are only looked at uh, uh, on the anniversary or the commemoration of that uh, tragic incident. Um, and the narrative that has always been there um, has been that government is not doing anything about uh, these claims. Mm. And, and and I think it is important for government to communicate information that is relevant for the public. So um, the essence of the communication was that from where we speak, uh, we have, in fact, disbursed almost 300 and just under 331 million rand to mm. cover all of the claimants. Mm. Now, um, you know, the fresh narrative that seeks to say now government is not looking after us is not correct. Mm. And that is what the essence of the communication or the press was. So you were saying that um, there is a narrative been driven that suggests that nothing has been done. But in terms of payments, there have been payments, compensation that has been made to the victims. Does this cover everyone or that is still a process? Well, it's no longer a process. We have paid the money. We've mm. got records mm. uh, of how much we paid to the legal representative. For example... Um, you know, um, um, uh, these are amounts that, in fact, are taxpayers' money. Mm. We, we paid, for example, for in respect of one payment, three, three three 3.996 million mm. to the Vets Lord Limit. That's mm. a long while back. Mm. We paid to an entity called SERI, um, uh, Socioeconomic Rights Institute of South Africa, yes. 71,233,491,000 rand. Mm. In, on behalf of the 34 families who lost their loved ones, we paid to Malumek and Simang in respect of, um, you know, um, um, injuries, arrest, and detention, mm. 77,034643.73. Mm. We then paid to another entity, Kata Atini, 51,803,863 rand. Mm. We then paid again to another entity in Kome Atomi, 102,305,000 rand. Now, uh, you know, you know, when you litigate, when mm. you want to sue me for certain damages, yes. um, there is a principle called once and for all, mm. right? Mm. You don't actually receive settlement today and then three weeks thereafter say, oh, by the way, um, can I still receive this? This is not how we conduct litigation. Mm. Well, as you say that, is that to suggest that there are those that are doing exactly that? They are. Mm. Because if you look at what in fact is being argued, um, it's extended family members that are represented by theory that mm. are now coming and saying, no, he was my uncle, he was my um, whatever. I also need to be compensated. There is no such principle in law, especially if you refer to dealing. So in terms of the government and the payments that need to be made you're saying you've made all the payment in on your side is the process now closed well look um if politically there is a consideration of saying no maybe let's compensate this and that other one that is mm. outside of my role as solicitor general mm. 
My role is to look at the claims that have been, in fact, preferred against the state, look mm. at the food cuts, look at similar cases. There is no slush fund mm. that is actually out there to compensate people that are now coming. And, and Mr. Kauka, you know the rules that relate to, um, um, you know, obligations. And mm. um, an extended family member somewhere in Latina or elsewhere cannot now come and say, because your kids and everybody else have been compensated, they too must be compensated merely because they are related to you. Okay. So, so, so in as far as that, now you, you say in, in as far as that is concerned, but, but then that gives the impression that it may be out of your hands, but there's an anticipation uh, that as new people come, you may still need to go and defend some cases around this matter. Now, the law says that if you've got a claim against anybody else and you've got a status, which is almost, um, um, you know, age of majority, mm. claims are closed. We cannot have a vicious cycle where, in fact, um, you know, it's an unending story. And if you do have a claim, you need to not get claim within a period of three years. Now, if you look 11 years ago and now, mm. and actually start saying, where are these claims coming from? Mm. And what is the nexus, the connection mm. between the claimant and the, the, the basis upon which people are preferring the claims? Now, if perhaps there is a political decision, which is mm. outside of the law, by the way, uh, political decisions are are something that don't fall within my mandate. My mm. mandate is to deal with management and coordination of all state litigation. Mm-hmm. And I need to make sure that, um, you know, the, the, the system, taxpayers' money is protected. Yeah. Now, in, in as far as um, things stands on your end, uh, maybe even before we get to that, and I'll come back to the point I wanted to make there, just to remind us that what was the reason that necessitated the payments that you have outlined to us just now? So, so, so there are these categories mm. of payment, and yeah. uh, we say these are three broad categories for compensation, right? Mm. Um, the, the first one will be when a loved one has, uh, has died as a result of that unfortunate incident, okay? Mm. What it will take is that we need to put the dependents in the same position that they would have been in had the disease not lost his life, mm. right? Mm. That's a dependency claim. You then have the second category of people that have been shot and injured, mm. right? Mm. Um, and they might actually prefer claims for, you know, loss of amenities of life. These are people that are living, uh, people that will require medical um, attention um, going forward so that you can restore their dignity to life. You then have another category, which is a category of those that are still alive, but have been arrested by the police mm. under circumstances when they are able to show that they had little or nothing to do with the incident. Mm. And detention itself might actually fall within what we call unlawful arrest and detention. We composite those. Those mm. are the clear, um, 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 you know, clear categories upon which you can um, uh, uh, um, composite somebody. Now you are having a new head of damage, right? Mm. A new head of damage which says... Um, um, uh, I need to claim for what is called constitutional damages. Mm. So this is where we are now. Mm. You thinking that you've settled the matter, there is now a series of other people. So, for example, 
if you say we've paid for 34 families that have perished, mm. right? Mm. Forget about the 10 that perished before who were killed by the, by, by the others. Even mm. with the 34 families. And we say, in respect of each one of them, mm. cumulatively we've paid 71 million two hundred and eighty four hundred and ninety one thousand. Mm. And and you say you have closed the book insofar as those families are concerned. Now you are actually having relatives um, and and other underlying that way, mm. not dependent mm. relatives, mm. right? Mm. Uh, relatives are extended family members. Uh, you're talking about niece, nephews, and everybody else coming. Almost three hundred of them saying, "Oh no, our uncle died, mm. and because he died, we understand we compensated that family." But we also need to be compensated. You first have to tell me which principle in law are you relying on, right? Yes. And you then need to close the gap mm. of nexus. Did the deceased have a duty of care mm. on you mm. in support, right? Right. And were you in were you in need? So you don't have those things. So we are we are saying if indeed there are people that have got, you know, um, um, a conventional wisdom that they can convince the court, mm. let them go and convince the court from where I sit. Mm. I've actually dealt with all the claims that were lawfully lodged with the state. So this one of constitutional damage, uh, yes. is, is it a, 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 a matter that you are still going to respond to and whether your response and your stance on it is something you can share with us? Well, uh, it's an easy thing. It's a new thing, Katana uh, mm. uh, mm. This is a concept that in fact arose out of the life as a demanding matter, right? It didn't arise at the time when these claims were lodged. Mm. It's a new issue, but also if said, there's somebody that can allude the law does not apply retrospectively, right? Right. There is a principle called once and for all. So I, it's given to it. Mm. Can we settle your matter on the following grounds? Mm. You say yes, and you sign a settlement agreement with made an order of court. Mm. You can't wait, wait up five years thereafter and say, oh, there is something now which is a new development. I also want in. Mm. There is no flash fund for that purpose, and legally it is actually incompetent. It is and it is something that cannot be justified. However, should there be some politician that thinks, oh, okay, fine, just to get rid of this thing, we can deal with it. It is beyond my pay grade. Mm. Mm, okay. No, 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 I, 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 I hear you there. So also, just to tie this loose end here, uh, the payments that have been made are being made yes. pursuant to the findings of the Falam Commission and wrapping up recommendations of the Commission. Yeah, that, that, you, 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 you're going into another issue there, because okay. remember, <laughs> um, uh, yes, the mm. Falam Commission in fact made findings and said where um, there is connectivity, which is a nexus, and mm. um, um, uh, where people were injured or died in and as a result of the conduct of the police, um, they should be considered for compensation. So the first issue that you deal with mm. is merit determination, mm. right? Mm. Is, it, is, is, is this thing worthy of looking at? And what is the next part? Mm. And then thereafter, you then make a determination on the quantum. The quantum is the rents and cents that are payable to each and every person. Now, we, we never dealt with the individuals themselves. I think that is one point which has never been fully interrogated. Yes. We dealt with 
group of five law firms. So, um, uh, Mr. Kauka, when you want to sue, you will go to your lawyer, right? Mm. You will complete what we call a power of attorney, so that your attorney shall be your ears and eyes, mm. right? Mm. He comes to me and says, I'm representing Mr. Kauka. I need to be paid so much. And then we engage with that lawyer because um, um, uh, on the record, he's representing the claimant. Mm. So when payment is made, it's made to it's made to the representative mm. of the claimant. Mm. What happens behind the scenes, we don't know. Mm. Whether whether you agree that uh, the lawyer will put half of the money, twenty five percent, forty percent, we don't know. Mm. But that is that is a, an issue that we need to interrogate. Mm. Have have there been accounting? Uh, and hear me very well. Yes. If, if the state is saying we have paid, and we can we we've got records, mm. we've paid 331,445,680 and 87 cents. You mm. see, I'm actually rounding out it off, <laughs> including the cents. Yes. Which has gone to the lawyer. Mm. The next thing that you need to then interrogate is to round up all the claimants and ask them, did you receive your money? Mm. But do you blame the state back? Perhaps, put another way, does the state have a responsibility in that matter? Yes, the responsibility is to open its books, as I'm doing now, mm. and say to you, okay, you went through that law clinic. Mm. This is what we paid to that law clinic, mm. right? Mm. You, the group of, um, um, say, 34 families, mm. right, mm. went through theory. Mm. We paid to see the seventy-one million two hundred and eighty-four hundred and ninety-one. The mm. That's the responsibility of government and open, transparent government. Mm. Then you come to another side of attendance. You mm. say, um, "All right, what is the responsibility? Those that claim through Manulek and Kumang, mm. have you been paid? Mm. How much have we paid? We paid them seventy-seven million zero three four six six forty-three point seventy. I'm giving you the last one." Mm. Then there are those that claim under Taka attorney. Mm. How much have we paid through that law firm? Yes. We paid 51 million, 863 rands. Mm. We then actually have the last uh, law firm for my attorney. Mm. We paid them 102,305,000 rand. Is that not the responsibility of a transparent government? So as this exercise uh, of checking with the ultimate recipients that they've received the the money has been done by who because that's what i was checking if government actually in the end even bears the responsibility to go to me the victim and say did you get the money that your representative received on your behalf no 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 there are there are very strict prescripts that are laid down and yeah. uh, there are rules of the game yes we can give you that information those that in fact have preferred the claims via the attorneys mm. have got what we call attorney and client relationship we don't actually get involved there that is the issue of the legal practice council mm. if any of the claimants believes that the money has not reached their pocket mm. because we paid through trust accounts mm. they are free to go to the legal to go to the legal practice council Look at what happens when you claim against the road itself. It's mm. your lawyer that claims um, uh, for, 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 for you mm. through that scheme. It will be administratively a nightmare to require the road itself to go to each and every claimant and say, did you receive your money? That's not our, 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 our responsibility because the rules say the relationship is between the client and the attorney.
Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Let's speak to the lawyer representing the Marcana victims. That is Andres Nkume there. Good evening and welcome. Thank you very much for joining us. Now, let's start quite basically and round it off. As far as you concerned, and, and I understand you represent uh, families um, of, and, and the victims there, what kind of work has been done up to so far around this matter? Look, I think I need to explain that, one, we represent those that were arrested, the 279 that laid uh, charges, mm. or that suit the government, the SAPS, for unlawful arrest and detention. And uh, those claims largely were paid in the year 2018. It's on behalf of 279 people. Now, their duty as the people that are affected by the claims or our duty as lawyers, mm. one is to prove the merit where government accepted that in DPS we are liable for what transpired. But two, our duty as lawyers is to say, let us take you through the process of quantifying uh, a figure that mm. is supposed to be fair and reasonable for you to be compensated. Mm. So we ran through that process with the government back in 2018 and we agreed on a figure that's supposed to be paid for each and every one of those clients. Mm. Again, we also represent those that were injured as a result of what transpired in Marikara. Now, somebody... Mm. For example, I'll tell you about the, the dead man walking. We call him uh, Mr. Makidwa. Yes. He was shot and he fell and he was shot eight more times. Mm. Now, the injuries that he suffered will be way more than those of a person that was shot one time on the arm. Mm. Simply because he was shot on the abdomen and that has got much more implications insofar as his livelihood is concerned. Mm. So we don't have to confuse the relationship. Mm. The state is a defendant. Mm. What it does, one, we agreed on merit, so that part is not even part of argument. But two, we as plaintiffs, we as uh, representatives of people that are bringing the claims, mm. go to take our clients to doctors that are supposed to say, with this injury, we expect that you'd live for this long, we expect that in future you'd have to have so many operations, and the cost of those operations is this. And we carried out those operations, we carried out those uh, uh, investigations, and we have proven it to government. Mm. So I don't see, look, I've, I've, I've listened in on the press briefing that was made now mm. uh, by the Solicitor General. Mm. It is an insult to fellow professionals and more so from a person that himself had been in practice because he's supposed to know what it takes for a matter to be proven in front of a court. Now, if the parties are not able to agree with one another, mm. the matter is then set down for trial and the parties agree or the parties argue in front of a judge and the judge makes a ruling. Mm to say either in favor of uh, Mr. Gomez's client, this mm. is what I rule, mm. or in favor of the state, this, this is what I rule. And that is the end of a matter. Mm. So now we're sitting and having arguments and insults held about that. Uh, we don't know whether these people have read these books. And, 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 and this is said by somebody that's a fellow... Uh, that, okay. that was, uh, All right. So, so you've obviously progressed quite a bit from my initial question. Let me catch up with you then. Mm-hmm. In, in, in as far as the payments... What are yes, the sir. payments that have been made that for you you are comfortable with? What are the areas that you are still pursuing? Okay. We had three defendants. One, we had the SAPS. We had the president of the special capacity. We also had loan men, and it's now been started with Sibai. Uh, mm. Now, in respect of uh, government, we had the unlawful arrest of the 279 people. 
Mm. I will say that uh, 90, 80 to 90% of those claims have been settled by government. Those mm-hmm. people have been paid and uh, they've, yes, they, they've been paid, they're sitting with their money mm. wherever they are mm. since 2018. Mm. Now, the development that took place in the past year was that between the three firms that uh, the Minister General was talking about, we represent only 14 of those people. Mm. 10 of those people have been settled and we're only remaining with four. The four that we are talking about, their claims have been quantified. Between mm. last year when the, 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 the court had prioritized this matter and now, those claims matters, people, uh, matters have been uh, quantified. Mm. So all that we are waiting for is a date for those matters to be brought to court and for those offers to be made, those people to be paid and vetted. Now the last matters, the last matter that remains is mm. a matter that in the South Houghton High Court, where we are bringing both the president as well as Sibanye, Mm. In, the, in, 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 in this capacity that we are seeking an apology, we are also seeking to have what we call constitutional damaging. Yes. That matter is yet to be heard. Mm. And none of those people that are party to those matters have been paid. Okay. Because that matter is yet to, be, to go to court. So the people that are involved in the constitutional damages matter are different to the ones that have already been paid or it's some of them? No. It is, it is those that have been arrested as mm. well as those that were injured. Remember, the, the, the claim in the Jobek High Court is a different matter. Yeah. Of importance is the question about the apology. Mm. Now, in the North Houghton High Court, where we dealt with the SAPS, there wasn't a question about apology. Mm. So, okay. so there, in, yeah. in, in, in Pretoria, mm. we were dealing with uh, uh, special damages, general damages mm. for... Uh, the, the, the injuries as well as the unlawful arrest and detention. Okay, I'll, I'll speak about the apology matter just a bit. Let let me yes, not sir. let one matter run away from me. The constitutional damage matter, what is the argument and what is, in your view, the, this concept of constitutional damage? Okay. In the in the ferry matter, ferry represents the families of the deceased uh, mine workers. Mm. Now, there is questions about in our context, who does a mine worker give a benefit to? Like, for example, who is dependent on a mine worker? Can I say my grandmother is dependent on me? Uh, simply because ordinarily you would find my child being uh, dependent on me. And if I pass on, you'd also find my parent to be dependent on me. But in the Eastern Cape context of the people, not necessarily Eastern Cape, but in, in the context of the people, the mine workers that were there, you would find those that have been giving benefit to extended families. Can the extended families not uh, come through and claim benefit for that? I was dependent on Andres when he was working at London. And that is, that is the, 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 the little question that's lingering that is supposed to be argued and decided on by the court. Is the constitutional damage matter a new issue in, in our legal framework? Has that something been decided upon in the past related to it? Indeed, yes. I mean, look, in as much as our democracy is uh, developing, there have been aspects of the claims that have been claimed by theory that uh, have been decided in the past. And we are saying we are bringing a global figure, a global view, and this is what we pursue, that we seek the court to agree on with us. So, so in other words, you're saying in terms of having gone to court, this is a new territory, the constitutional damage? Not necessarily. I'm saying large parts of the question have been mm. decided on already. Yeah. So the court would just need to decide on, on just a flimsy matters. Like, for example, 
Ferry has said that they have brought, and I, I wish that they could have been part of the discussion. Yeah. They brought about five heads of damages. Now the government only settles one. Mm. So we are hoping that uh, the office of the Solicitor General could have settled these four matters also. Mm. But in their absence or inability to comprehend why these people are supposed to be compensated, mm. they should then say, let's have this matter placed in front of the court for the court to for parties to argue in front of the court and the court to make a finding. Okay. Let's revert. The apology matter. What is the issue around the apology matter? We are now awaiting for the matter to be placed in front of the court. You remember that the apology matter was issued in uh, 2015, at, uh, around the same time when the matter against the SAPS was issued. Now, the state in 2015 accepted liability, so they accepted the merit. But unfortunately, the president in his personal capacity and learning at the time issued out what we call exceptions, like a technical uh, reasons why this matter is supposed or why this matter is supposed to be dismissed. Mm. So, had those uh, exceptions been accepted, mm. it means our client's claims would have been dismissed, and our clients would not have uh, any case mm. for those constitutional damages to be argued in front of the uh, Jodek High Court. Mm. Now, the court dismissed those uh, exceptions. So, therefore, and, and stated that there is indeed factual and legal causation why the president as well as London must answer for why they must not give. A, 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 the, the apologies as we claim in our mm. in our heads as well as the constitutional damages. Mm. So the court even went further to say that it finds that the president in his personal capacity was a mastermind behind the toxic collusion that took place between the state and lawmen that mm. caused the massacre. Mm. So we are just awaiting for a day for that matter to be argued and for the court to, find, to make a finding. Okay. So because if your uh, argument are accepted... Uh, it feathers some of the positions that you have presented, but if they are not, uh, it may damage some of the claims that you're making. Look, the court has made this uh, submission. We are going to be having the, the president uh, cross-examined this time around without the barriers that were placed by the commission that we had. Remember that the commission placed the time frame for parties to cross-examine mm. in court that is not given. We are saying out of that, we should be able to have the president clarify his statement insofar as saying that uh, he apologizes for making use of unfortunate ways. Because the use of the unfortunate ways caused the calamity that today is Marikana. And we are yeah. saying, if you used unfortunate ways that caused people injury, yeah. are you not supposed to be personally liable to compensate those people that were injured as a result? And that is, that is a little... Uh, conclusion that we seek the court to arrive at. So, in the and and I'm fine. I'm trying to find very good words to say that in the what would have been generally in many cases of claiming for damages, the generally uh, common processes that have been dealt with. But they are, of course, as you say, this this constitutional damage, which is not always part of a claim process. In terms of the other phase, are you satisfied with the work done? Are your clients, as it were, also satisfied? I do not know whether the question means am I, are we satisfied with the work of government? But I should say that uh, on the claims that we had against government, we have been able to settle both the merits as mm. well as the quantum. Mm. The only lingering question now, the only lingering litigation is between the president and his personal capacity mm. and, and Sibanya. Mm. Yes.
So, so I am saying that I'm making a distinction which you can reject, a distinction that you can reject that in the, the, the claims where people have, have been paid, uh, usually you do not have a case when you're making claims where there's this issue of apology and what the apology means and the implication, therefore, whether the person who said these words should be held personally liable and so on. So that would be another really phase of it. So I'm, I was checking that in the first phase of what you would commonly deal with when you're making uh, claims, um, you, you believe that process has benefited the victims satisfactory? Indeed so, yes. I'm, uh, to every civil suit, there is uh, two parts. Mm. One, the part that relates to the merit as to whether a party finds themselves uh, in the wrong for having caused the, 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 the injury that has been suffered. That part was accepted by government already in 2015, and we are happy with that. Mm. Now, the Deputy Judge President expedited the matters to be in front of the court for them to be finalized. We carry the responsibility as a plaintiff attorney to quantify our client's claims, and mm. we did that. We got to court when we were there, the parties were in agreement as to what is supposed to be compensated to a particular client. So those clients signed off to say, I am happy with the offer that has been made and I'm, I'm accepting it from my attorney. And they okay. paid. Okay. All right. No, thank you very much, James Tangome. I appreciate your time. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.